Hey everyone, this one doesn't start with theme music because this is not actually the October episode of HI101. That's been delayed by approximately one week or so, just scheduling issues, these things kind of happen. So um, instead, what I thought I'd, uh, I'd bring out for everyone is uh, something a little bit different. It's actually the first time we've done something like this. Uh, about three months ago, Seraph and I did an episode on the Greco-Persian Wars, and we talked a lot about, inevitably, uh, the movie 300 and how it would be fun to maybe talk over it while watching it. And so the two of us decided to do exactly that. This is a watch along of the film 300. Um, in order to uh, make any sense of it whatsoever, uh, you'd need your own copy uh, during the watch along. We'll tell you exactly when to start it. And then you would hear us talking over it as though we were just friends watching a film together. Uh, it's significantly less formal than anything we do on HI 101. It's significantly less researched. Uh, I'm sure I get a whole bunch of stuff wrong. We do try and keep it a little bit on topic in terms of uh, the history of everything, but inevitably that's going to fall apart at a certain point, uh, especially with a movie as, as outrageous as this one. Um, it's also not censored, which is something I normally do with HI 101, uh, but we figured since the movie is rated R anyways, uh, I'm not going to take the time to go through and bleep. Um, Sarah swears a lot anyways, so it just wasn't worth the time. Anyways, if that doesn't sound appealing to you, uh, best to just turn this one off now. We'll be back in about a week with the regular program. Uh, you can kind of carry on as, uh, as usual then. Um, but if this does sound like a fun time, Get it ready to go, get a copy of 300 queued up, listen along with us, uh, and hopefully it's something that you end up enjoying it. Uh, if you do listen, please reach out and let us know what you think. Um, there are a lot of other historical movies out there um, that we could potentially do something like this on an irregular basis moving forward if people like it. Uh, or if you hate it, we won't bother you with it, with it anymore. So uh, either way, if you do listen, uh, please let us know. So. Uh, with all of that out of the way, um, if you're sticking around to watch the movie with us, let's begin. Hey, Seraph. Hi. What are we watching today? Um, there's this movie. It's got a number in it. It's about some mostly naked guys. <laughs> Some pretty um, naked guys. 2006 is 300. Yeah, by our good, well, good, good friend, friend of the show, Zack Snyder. We don't oh, know Zack Snyder. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I'm willing to concede that. Um, no. Why, why are we watching 300 today? <laughs> well, recently we recorded an episode on the, the Battle of the Hot Gates. Yeah. And it turns out that's what this movie claims it's about. Yeah. In a very stylized manner. And, uh, you know, we, we ended up talking about it, but we also ended up talking about the fact that neither of us have actually seen it in a long time. Like, how yeah, long would you say if you had to guess? You said it came out in 2006? Yep. 15 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I might be less. Uh, I'd say there's probably a solid decade in there, though. Like, it's, minimum. It's, it's very probable I've seen it again since, but my only vivid memories are of seeing it in the theater, so really yeah yeah okay so it's been a long time so we have no idea what we're getting into like i know that this is sparta uh-huh i know that his wife's kind of a badass mm -hmm. do you know do you know what his wife's name is in this no no idea Here, 
here's something fun because she they, they never actually say her name in the movie oh really yeah and that's because her name is gorgo mm. and that's mm. a tough one to kind of just sort of fit into this aesthetically i suppose i'm surprised i didn't just like rename her gorgana or something like that would have been fine like anything right yeah i don't know but well, I, yeah i guess don't don't mention the name that works too just just never name the queen yeah who, who cares it's not important information some, right there there's some feminist thought to be had there oh, none of it no. speaks particularly positive to the filmmakers <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well when you got something based on frank miller uh, yeah. this is what we can kind of expect uh anyways yeah mm. we'll we'll watch this and we'll try and kind of talk about the history stuff in there but like we are i think roasting it on its own merits is a hundred percent open Mm-hmm. Um, and for what it's worth, like as an action movie, it was kind of fun. I'm worried that's how about, well it's going to hold up. That's my yeah. biggest thing. We'll see. At the time, I I had like not terrible things to say about it, but also like, look, it's it's an, its oh, intended man, goal was to was to was to adapt a Frank Miller graphic novel, and. I think that from what I remember of it, it does that fairly successfully. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's whether or not that, that graphic novel itself is great or whether the history is any good is, is the thing that's up for, up for some questions today, I suppose. So anyways, this is a, this is a watch along of 300, uh, 2007. I just saw on the screen, not 2006. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a watch along. Uh, you'll have to find a copy yourself. It's on Netflix in Canada as of this recording. So, um, it shouldn't be too hard. I would imagine. Um, Seraph, do you want to count us in? Yeah. Uh, you're the one hitting um, play. I'm going to hit play on go. So I'm going to go three, two, one, go. Okay. So, uh, get your, get your browsers ready. Pause now if you need a second. And you should be back now, and we're going to start in three, two, one, go. Oh, our good pals at Warner Brothers, big, big fans of Zack Snyder's work. They are. It's it's also <laughs> sepia toned already. Like yeah, it's it's very. We got lamentation music going on here. Oh yeah. Some big golden sepia. I feel like I never really appreciate how many of these like intro card things there are uh until mm. you're like actively like doing something with the content and waiting for it to pass so you can say something interesting <laughs> there's nothing to say about that yeah. stuff at all like a lot of people worked on this film yeah true bones i was gonna say they're probably baby bones mm-hmm. yeah this is one of the first things to address about this whole thing is this whole like I suppose you could call it like a eugenics angle, right? It is, definitely. There's basically two main historical sources, and it's something we talked about in our in our episode, but there's two main historical sources for Sparta at this time. Um meaning at at the time of the battle. Uh one is Herodotus, who isn't too long after. Uh the other one is Plutarch, who's like five hundred years later. And 
Herodotus stuff, pretty good. Plutarch stuff, it's hard to say if it's necessarily accurate to the timeline. It might be stuff that happened in Sparta after this, but mm. because it's been 500 years, it's sometimes a little bit confused. So yeah. just, just something to keep in mind when we're looking at all of this. Imagine you're writing about stuff that happened 500 years and no one else has written about it before. How are you going to mm -hmm. do? Yeah. One guy wrote about it. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, the babies, though, um, there is sort of like a... There's this idea that like um, exposure of, of uh, weaker kids was like really, really common there's like no evidence that that's actually true. It seems to be as much like a myth about the Spartans as anything to just like show how hard they are. Yeah. But then again, that's what this entire movie is about, right? Like, yeah. How hard do the Spartans go? I think I, I, I wonder how much heavy lifting like halo did for this movie specifically. Because the story of the Spartans and Halo is very similar. They went through, as kids, very similar harrowing trials. Yeah. Well, so this whole, like, raise to be a uh, warrior thing, though, that is legit. Um, yeah. They would take them from their homes, uh, I believe when they were eight, uh, you'd start training away from your family. Uh, in in groups, right? So it's very much like, yeah, you, you start you start training really young, uh, and you train until you're 20, and then you have to pass trials. And if you don't pass, then you're sent down to be a slave, essentially. Jeez, that's definitely a very real looking wolf. Oh, super real. That being said, this is one of those shots that like gets compared to the graphic novel, and that is exactly how the graphic novel wolf looks. So makes mm -hmm. some sense good then i'm sure the six people in the theater that i went to that had read the book first i really appreciated that i, I mean I, I think that that's <laughs> always like Zack snyder's like fundamental yeah. goal in all this though right is like faith to i the, appreciate to the... it actually because if it were something i cared about i would be happy about it sure right now the the uh the trial though wouldn't be killing a wolf oh yeah um, check this out this is this is a bit of foreshadowing here. Yeah. In between the narrow pass, force yeah. him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bottlenick. <laughs> the, this, the, uh, the symbolism in this movie is not exactly subtle. Yeah, you gotta lay it on thick. Uh, uh, yes, the old fading spear let them impale themselves move. Yeah. Uh, no, it wouldn't be to kill a wolf, though. Uh, they would have to sneak off and kill a slave and not get caught. Because the, mm. the 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 lesson is is how to be like sneaky, not yeah, just like straight up bravery. Yeah. It's a good thing that wolves aren't pack animals. <laughs> I assume this is also a frame lifted from. Oh. The manga, because they, they stayed on that shot for a long ass time. Yeah, anytime they freeze up like that, yeah. Guarantee it's a shot that's identical to the to the graphic novel. Zack Snyder, did he do um Sin City? I don't think so. Um I think that was Rodriguez, wasn't it? 
Yeah, but I think he was uh, DP on Sin City. Okay. I don't have any notes in front of me, by the way, for this one. Anything that I'm, uh, anything that I'm saying here is is off memory. Yeah. So I, this is not. I'm just looking out of a good time here. I'm not looking to spend a lot of time on on uh, working on this stuff. So he's been in stuff since and before. That's uh, it's Faramir from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it looked like Faramir, but yeah, that's him. I st- I still recognize this face. So tiny. <laughs> God, this fist shake. I know. God, so many abs. There's like at least eighteen <laughs> of them on screen every other t- every other second. It's wild. He must be so cold. No, nah, it's fine. He grew up hunting wolves in the cold. All oh, right. Yeah, my mistake. <laughs> What's that saying about? don't kill the messenger yeah this is a messenger that what what get told where they they be so we actually talked about this in our in our episode i'm not sure if you remember this i do that's why i brought it up i did like a quick mental recollection of the recording didn't actually listen to it but Come on, me listen to HI101? What is this? Some sort of ADHD <laughs> hyperfixation weekend? No. Man, one thing I did not remember is how slow some of these shots are. Like I yeah. remember that there was like there's slow-mo and like framing stuff, but it's just that's a very, very long establishing shot. Like we get it. He's coming into town. The King's skulls or something? I guess. Those who dare defy before me. God, remember when Gerard Butler was like in movies that were making money? You know what I heard the problem was? Um, He can't do any accent except a Scottish accent. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, like, fair enough. Like, I don't know. I feel like he had enough money to just train with a vocal coach. I, I more mean that it's not always easy to change, right? And Yeah. I um, but I get, yeah. I get it. It's not something I struggle with. So, like, I, I have a hard time imagining that, like, the depth of, of difficulty someone might have. Yeah. I slip in and out of accents as part of... Uh, like it's a masking behavior for my huh. undiagnosed neurodivergence. <laughs> yeah. It's, Soon to be diagnosed as ADHD in the process. Right. Um, the thing is though, that the, the accent you and I grew up with is relatively neutral for, it is, uh, yeah. for English. That's true. He's, he's a little further off the beaten path than us. Uh, yeah, and and it's weird because when you're watching this, you don't necessarily think about the fact that this this Spartan dude, extremely Greek, has just the thickest brogue. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's really weird. Earth and water. Is that uh, 
Cersei? Yeah. God, she looks younger, obviously, but like I didn't I didn't catch it till she spoke, really. Mm-hmm. Uh Lena Lena Hedy? Hedy? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. I, I don't know which way to say it, but yeah, that's that's the actress's name. They were already trying to like set up the like, it's okay if we kill you because everyone is accountable for their actions in Greece. Yeah. So we talked about earth and water in the episode, right? Yeah, it's it was a traditional Persian submission, basically. It's a symbolism of everything that there is. Yeah. And it's weird because they tried to play it off as like, oh, it's just earth and water. What's the big deal kind of thing, right? Um, no, it's it's everything for the Persians. Mm, some some casual homophobia. Oh, won't be the last time, I'm pretty sure, in this movie. Fun fact, though, um, it was actually quite encouraged for Spartan men to take another uh, Spartan man as a lover because they found that uh, soldiers fought better in battle if they were fighting to defend uh, the life of someone they loved. Yeah, it's real straightforward stuff given the the situation they were in. Yeah, the 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 social conditions in in Sparta were were really strange. Like the the whole we we talked about you know taken away when you're eight years old, right? Yeah. Uh, training only with other men. You don't see other. You, you don't see women at all. You're not even allowed to eat with your wife if you get married until you're 25, I believe it was. So even when you get married, you go back to the hall and like eat with your soldier brothers. Mm. Did he? I didn't even catch that. Here it is. Yep, the, the 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 nod from the wife. What the trope? What the tro- what a trope? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that took a, took a turn. <laughs> I mean, stylized, why they, but why do they have a pit in the middle of wherever they are? executions yeah for this yeah yeah so so if you were convicted of a crime you you i mean the 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 nice way is to kill you instantly the the bad hard way is to throw you in the pit in the middle of the town and leave you to die of exposure and like probably many broken limbs well i think the depth is exaggerated here (laughs) fair Uh, are we going to see the Oracle? 
Yeah. This scene, from what I remember, is is uh, nobody's climbing a mountain like this, right? Like, he, he just yeah, wants to is, see. This is, at best, some, like, Greek mythology nodding, you know, the epic hero just journey yeah. to gain divine knowledge. And it works cinematically. Oh, sure. It looks great. This is the uh oh, that's a lovely looking gentleman. So this I mean the... he he would have actually gone to Delphi, right? Like yeah. he would have gone to see you know the Oracle at Delphi. Mm-hmm. Um not this weird mountain retreat thing. Like there there were there were steps at Delphi, <laughs> like you you walk <laughs> up there. Um you know well, they got steps. It's just you gotta climb a mountain first. <laughs> sure. Um, and yeah, like the, the, the Oracle would have had, um, they, they would have had priests that would sort of interpret what they were saying at certain time periods. Um, so I kind of think that's what they're doing here, but they're also, uh, rolling in the sort of, uh, the E4s, which were, uh, uh, Spartan religious leaders from what I remember. I could be wrong on that, but like, they're kind of combining the two things together. So the E4s would have been the ones uh, saying you can't go fight because it's in the middle of that um, uh, religious festival. I'm going to forget the name of it. We talked about that, though, right? You yep. can't fight during the, the religious festival. So they're the ones saying don't fight during the religious festival. The Oracle is the one saying uh, that a king needs to die in order to uh, defeat Persia. You remember that part? Yeah. So they're they're combining two things here. I mean, most of them already are. Slaves are worse. Yeah. This is the second movie podcast that I've done this week, and the second one with a character named uh, named Oracle or Oracles. <laughs> You want to guess what the other one was? Oracles. Was it a was it a Matrix one? Yeah. Yeah. Doing a review of the existing film and that uh-huh. other f- fever dream that everyone seems to have about the sequels that don't exist <laughs> uh, in preparation for the new one coming out. Yeah. There's this weird tension between the the priests and the king here too that are like, it's not it's, it's really not what this relationship would look like, right? Like, they're they're very much two parts of the same system. They're very much working in in alignment. Yeah. So is the oracle actually like historically some? doped up woman who i assume was conscripted into the role well yeah i mean there's a, there's a lot of different theories about how the oracle worked um 
one of the leading ones right now is that there were actually uh, sort of like sulfur vapors coming up below the 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 temple that mm. would kind of put someone in like a, a hallucinogenic uh, trance kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but there's there's I mean that's just a theory. Uh, it, 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 one that I think they took the ball and ran with on this, right? Yeah. The um, visuals are actually somewhat fascinating. It's interesting to look at, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the robes kind of billowing up like that. Yeah, and the like really weird contorting dance. Yeah. And Ew. yeah, generally the, the Oracle would be... Ah, that's gross. Generally the Oracle would be very young, though. That's that's also That's also very true. How how are oracles retired? I think you serve a term. Mm. Um, like there's a certain number of years of service, and afterwards you uh, you're released, and they bring in new uh, the new model, uh, new priests. Yeah. The, the look on this guy's face he's so smug eh? yeah and like he can just say whatever he wants at this point she's clearly so doped out of her head that she's not saying anything meaningful mm -hmm. well and i find this scene like i did before and i i, I think even more so now i find it needlessly convoluted because there's this there's this uh like the implication they're making here is that the the Persians came and bribed them to tell the king that he couldn't go to war. And like there's this weird like and I mean this 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 movie is set in a in a in a strange time in, in American culture in terms of like uh you know yeah battle of the civilizations or whatever we were all calling it at that point in time but like this Culture idea of like yeah sure that like the persians represent like mysticism and religion and that the greeks represent rationality and modernity and so they have to like put this weird tension between the two of them when in reality like th what that priest just said like has like was all 100 percent in alignment with uh, uh spartan values and mm -hmm. and religious beliefs right like he didn't need to be bribed for him to say that in fact he wasn't there's nothing to suggest he was bribed in in the actual historical record carnea is is a festival that prevented them to going from going to war many times so i i, I don't know i, I just yeah. i just find it a little bit strange um it's, just it's overall it's smug it's punched up for for narrative and to appeal to latent racism <laughs> Yeah. Or overt racism. It was 2007. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, but it, but it's 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 not even like serving a good narrative purpose. It's just there for the, it's just there for the tension, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It also never comes back again. Like the the bribery stuff, I'm pretty sure we'll see. It's I, not even. I don't. I don't someone, even think like Xerxes someone, like rubs it in his face later or anything. Someone gets their comeuppance for betraying Sparta. I don't remember who. 
Oh, that's that's Fialtis, the guy who shows them the path. Oh yes. But we'll we'll get there later. We I I, I got things to say about him too. <laughs> ah, there's kissing in this movie. Gross. Ew. We already saw some nipple earlier. This is really just pushing it over the top. Oh, there's more. Yeah. <sighs> Was Sparta overly windy? <laughs> Every time there's <laughs> curtains, they are just... Man, everyone looks better with a little wind in their hair. Right? Spending a lot of time on a character that doesn't get a name. That's legit. Yeah, he did make sure that everyone that was going to war had had sons, so it wasn't ending any lines. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't explain why three hundred though. That's the number of like the king's personal guard. Who's this guy? The actor. He's familiar too. I'm not sure. It's just like his least favorite son. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I have others to replace him. This one sucks. This is supposed to be like, I'm willing to sacrifice my own too for the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hundred Spartans going for a walk and yeah, a stroll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in reality, this would have been a, a discussion that had happened with the other king and the rest of the. Um, oh, there he does call them his personal bodyguard, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it would have been it would have been discussed with the rest of the the leadership of Sparta. Like this is yeah, a, a way to skirt the rules. Well, not even it was more of a it was more of a everybody knew it had to be done. Um, these 300 people are making a sacrifice of breaking religious rules mm. so that others don't have to. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not him like rebelling against the rest of the leadership. Yeah. It's, this is as, as much as we can get away with, without betraying our core values across the entire, uh, state yeah or or more or more these 300 people will violate their own core values so the rest of you don't have to yeah yeah so this is a good line i really like this line or or maybe not the next line but here Isn't this helmet even inaccurate? Uh, no, the helmet is good. Everyone else's helmet is bad. They should all have plumes. Are pl 
plumes like the the crest thing that's on Leonidas's? Yeah. So they would all have them? Yeah. This here, though, what she says now. Oh, my goodness. She's taking forever. So, yeah, that was legit. Uh, Spartan wives did say that to their husbands when they were going to war. Mm. It's like a remember your honor type thing. Yeah. So the idea is um, if you were to lose your shield in battle, that means that you retreated and ran. Yeah. Uh, that's no good. And if uh, if a soldier dies, they carried them back on their shield. So that's what they meant by come back with your shield or on it it's either it's either win or die um but yeah that's that's that was really that was documented as something that spartan wives actually said to their husbands leaving it was a it was the kind of traditional farewell Mm -hmm. there are a few like some of the best lines in this movie are actually from mainly plutarch so they're a little bit later but Mm -hmm. they were documented in you know the classical period as being uh you know well-known spartan sayings i love that dude's like double flute thing he's yeah, playing there what though. is that it's is it's that a, a flute it, yeah it, that's that's a real thing i don't know what they're called but like yeah that's a real thing they just look crazy that's cool this is so cheeky No speak, only yell. (laughs) I remember, you know, 15, 14 years ago being very amused by that exchange. Yeah. But also, there were more non-Spartan soldiers that went than Spartans. Uh... And the numbers are like, you know, again, we, we talked about this a lot in our episode, but like there's there's well more than a thousand Spartans, right? Yeah. Uh, they should all have their uh, their hoplites with them. Um, yeah, I don't know. One thing I found really telling uh, was was uh, when this came out, the number of um, 
like press things that they that uh, Frank Miller and Zack Snyder did comparing the the Spartans to like Green Berets, like oh, yeah. special forces. Sure, and stoke, stoke that nationalism while we're at it. Well, I mean, like the, you know, their cheer is like basically it might yeah. as well have been hoorah, right? Like it's. Yeah. You know, and, and once you once you see it in there, it's like you see it everywhere. It's so obvious. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if the army provided any funding for it. <laughs> I, I I'm not even joking, to be honest. Like they no, do. No, I know they're in <laughs> they're in so many movies. I don't know about this one necessarily, but sure. I I'm not going to say definitively. No, that's for sure. I know that face. You'll have to look it up after. Yeah, we can look it up after. It's just some pottery, guys. Is this the creepy mountain guy? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh some, no, that's the kid. Some kid. What was the function of the the hoplites? You mentioned them. So basically, each spartan soldier would have had i think it's three slaves along with them who were just as well armed and just as well trained to fight um you know they wouldn't have been as good soldiers because they didn't have you know elite training from age eight but you know a lot of a lot of ancient warfare doesn't necessarily depend on individual um soldiers skill yeah. it's just about mass right yeah so they it's it's just to bulk up their phalanxes basically mm. um there's there's a lot of things that are bad and wrong about this movie um but one of the worst ones i think is uh something that I, i'm sure we'll talk about a bit more later but like the entire point of this whole battle plan depends on phalanx strength right which means that you're yeah. locked in with people beside you your your shield covers someone else someone mm -hmm. else's cover shield covers you um being able to just like physically like block off a space right and then half this movie are, are like dudes individually jumping through the air on their yeah. own uh it's the same thing with the with the armor right like the whole one of the things that Sparta did so well was they had really good helmets. They had really good breastplates. They should be wearing greaves. They should be wearing, um, you know, significantly more leg covering than they have. Right. Like they would have had like a, like a leather skirt essentially, um, mm -hmm. that they would have been wearing instead of kind of looks like briefs, basically leather yeah. briefs that somebody's decided are, are good for mobility i suppose yeah they've got they've got underwear some some fetish gear and <laughs> some, fetish some gear, of them yeah. have capes yeah well the cape is the cape is iconic now yeah. whether or not the spartans of this era would have been wearing the red cape and had the shield with the uh lambda on it there, yeah. there's a question there but they would have by you know about 100 years after this time period for sure 
Yeah. So that part at least is right. I figured out who it is, by the way. That that <laughs> actor. It's Michael Fassbender. Freaking Magneto. No. Yeah. I guarantee it. I'm gonna have to see it again. There he is. <laughs> it's absolutely him. <laughs> okay. That's that's really really weird. <laughs> yep. It's a few years before anyone would really know his name. Reminds me of when you watch um uh Band of Brothers and just the sheer number of oh actors God, that yeah. got their break in that show before anyone had heard of them. So many so many big names in that one. But it's before anyone had ever heard of them. Like, it's really weird how many actors that were nobodies at that point in time did that show and then went on to big things. I haven't seen that show in a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. See, like, this looks great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is I think I said it in that episode. I kind of wish Zack Snyder had just stuck to cinematography and like yeah he adapting other people's stuff <laughs> yeah like the lighting on this is great the stylizing is great even just like scene composition stuff is really really yeah, well the, done the framing is excellent like this like specifically with leonidas like in the front like sternly yeah. looking out onto the ocean like it's awesome yeah it's great it's good stuff he's the man is not without skill no 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 not at all I just don't like his writing. <laughs> At least, I don't know if you ever, ever ever ended up watching the uh, Zack Snyder cut, but it was actually decent. You know, I didn't, and it's only in, it's it's entirely because of how long it was. It's so I, fucking long. I've heard that it's easy to like break up, but there are still. like still there are specifically chapters on it. It would have been great as a mini series on uh, HBO or something like that. But. <sighs> Like you once you, a year, once a year, I say to myself, hey, I would love to sit down and watch a four hour movie. And then I go and watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a lot of commitment. You mean it's, you watch one of one of them, the director's or the extended cut? Yeah. This Abraham Lincoln looking <laughs> dude. Yeah. What the Look hell? <laughs> Put a this, stove stovepipe hat on this dude. Yeah. This whole B plot with the the unnamed queen mm-hmm. dangan rampa <laughs> <laughs> gorgo <laughs> yeah gorgon rampa it's it's gorgon like like i know like medusa but with no I, n yeah 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 i don't know i don't know what what's going on here i mean okay so i i think i think one place where it succeeds is in demonstrating the fact that in sparta um women did have a meaningful amount of political power, um, mm-hmm. which is very different than the rest of uh, the Hellenic world at that point in time. Um, Where does that term you know, come from? Hellenic. Ha- uh, the, uh, that's, that's what the Greeks would have called themselves at the, at that point in time. Mm. Yeah. Greece wasn't really a name for a place at that point. So the, the C is called uh, Hellas, right? H-E-L-L-A-S. Okay. Oh, I bet that's why in Destiny, 
when you're on Mars, there's an area called Hellas Basin. I but it's cannot I, speak to that for sure, but I, I would I would imagine you're right on that. I wouldn't be surprised, A, if that's actually the name of a place on Mars named after this this sea you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And B, if it's not, I would almost guarantee you that's where they lifted it from. Yeah. Is from that sea. They do a pretty good job of this is completely irrelevant, but whatever. There's nothing That's happening fine. in the movie. Uh, they do a really good job of trying to like map real geography mm-hmm. in in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, at least a name, if not actual uh, terrain. Yeah. You go to the moon at some point, and there's a few like actual locations. Right. At least a name that match real named areas of the of our moon mm-hmm. we might come we might be uh coming up on some some more actual legit spartan lines soon any any like solid comeback that anybody pops off yeah 100 percent, 100 percent real although i'm pretty sure one of my favorites doesn't actually make it into the movie we'll see uh, we can talk about it at the at the at the credits if uh, if we see or if it doesn't come up. Yeah, we can do brutality too. There he is, Magneto himself. Now that you've said it, I can't unsee it. It's impossible. Yeah. Because it's not like he's even like disguised or anything. It's just no. Michael Fassbender with long hair. Here we go. When you're jumping, <laughs> jumping through the the air on their own scenes. What arm? This arm? You don't have an arm. <laughs> like he would not be full of spears right now. <laughs> yeah, right. This guy's facial hair is sure a look. It looks just like really time intensive to maintain yeah here we go this one's real when you say real like do you mean that one of those two guys wrote it down Mm mm-hmm it's cool. Oh, I feel tease. So I just something I want you to keep in mind is that there's absolutely no record of FELTs being in any way physically uh uh you know 
deformed or anything like that. There's no record of it whatsoever. This is just a cool little wrinkle Frank Miller decided to put in. Yeah. He is just some random Spartan who found the thing. Mm-hmm. Most likely he was acting on either greed for a reward or uh, didn't think that the defense was going to go well and wanted to ingratiate himself to people he saw as most likely going to be his his rulers in the very near future. What armor? <laughs> your hat? <laughs> your, your, your bad hat. A good phalanx this does not make. <laughs> I have I have I have a lot of feelings about FELTs in general in this movie. I think I think this scene does a good job of describing what a phalanx does. Yep. Um they just never use it in the rest of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, this really isn't um, relevant. <laughs> no, but even if it was the plot of this film, <laughs> yeah, even if it was, it's kind of like, like I, I don't know. Put him in the back in, in case the phalanx breaks. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, Just, you've only got three hundred guys, anyways. What's one more spear gonna hurt? <laughs> yeah. But he's the benevolent king who, like, considered doing right by this disabled person. But that makes Leonidas didn't. even more honorable. Yeah. But like, but like, functionally, what we end up with is just you know, uh, a traitor who is also physically disabled, and you know. Yeah. Eh, it's a good bad look. Good othering. And by good I mean effective, not like hey, they did a, not they the, did a not good that thing. Not you approve of it? Yeah. <laughs> I I d explicitly disapprove. Yeah. As a disabled person myself, I'm just going to just going to say a whole nope on that whole thing. Yep. But uh, they did an effective job at what they were trying to do, but what they were trying to do was pretty fucking horrible. Yeah. The, uh, I would say the Persian armor in general is about as accurate as the Spartan armor in that oh. they get some stuff pretty well done and some stuff is pretty bad. Um, in general, though, I find that this one just kind of comes off as a 
bit of a caricature more than anything. Like, I feel like the stuff they got right was maybe not super intentional. Mm. Uh, they should have much bigger shields, though, is the is the biggest thing that I have a problem with. Uh, they would have really tall, like, like ankles to shoulders tall uh, wicker shields. Yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah, these of... these do look woven, but good toss. <laughs> Come and get them. That one's real. That one's gotten real famous with some uh, libertarian types in the last few years. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, but they should have a lot more horses, like uh, as much as like 20% of their army should be cavalry. Uh, they should have, yeah, they're, they're really tall, uh, kind of, yeah, woven wicker shields, because those ones still look iron to me. Like they've got a bit of like a motif yeah, to them. Woven but... texture, yeah. It's more like a leather covering in the film mm -hmm. than the actual structure of the of the shield uh, yeah exactly this is probably the closest we're gonna get to like realistic classical combat right here just a just a mess of people pushing each other back and forth and occasionally getting a jab in there yeah That's actually kind of legit too. Somebody kind of poking through in the middle and then closing up really quickly again. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be that big of a gap though. It just wouldn't look as good yeah. on screen. Quick strike. Close it up real quick. Yep. I mean, I've played fighting games. I know that this is actually a tactic that works. Mm -hmm. Is you just turtle, 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 quick burst, go back to turtle. Yeah. It's, yeah and it works so in these, video these, games because it works in real life <laughs> yeah these these short stabbing spears that would be the the main weapon that they would use like they're they're going to yeah. switch to swords pretty shortly in the movie but in general they're going to stick with uh, uh spears as much as possible so generally Why? they would carry two spears one for throwing and one for jabbing so yeah. at the beginning of the conflict they would all throw the javelins and then pull out their their stabbing spears I assume we got some more shots lifted from the the comic here. 100%. Anytime it goes basically to slow-mo, I think it's basically a a panel from the from the uh, graphic novel. Like this looks great. This is really like visually pleasing. It looks super cool. Yeah. That guy is also super dead. Like I, I know that's Leonidas yeah. <laughs> because he's yeah. got the he's got the he's got fringe, the, the crest, right? yeah. But we call it fringe. But everybody should have that. Yeah, he wouldn't have thrown his second spear like that. Yeah. That that doesn't make any that doesn't make any more sense than him having thrown his his uh sword away. Yeah. Why it's, would they it's a come primary out, weapon? Why would they have come out from their little hidey hole? They wouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. Cuz it looks cool on cuz it looks cool on screen. But yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly it. As soon as they as soon as they separate it out, that's that's when all of this fighting goes completely off any sort of 
historical accuracy. Because realistically, what would happen is they would just swarm and flank them. The Persians would swarm and flank the Spartans at this point. 100%. There's so many more of them. They're not well defended. It doesn't matter how good you, uh, good of a fighter you are. If if 10 guys are trying to get around that shield, the, you yeah. know, shield only points one direction at a time. Yep. Like one of those 10 guys is going to get a, a, a stab through. Yeah. You can't you can't block them all. Again, like this is a cool shot, but like they never would have retreated to a cliffside either, right? No. Like And and while all these Spartans are pushing them off, they're getting stabbed in the back by all the other Persians. Yeah. Here comes the rest of the army. That was just the the vanguard. Mm -hmm. I love this shot. I think it's yeah, extremely it's, good. It's great. Fight in the shade. Mm -hmm. Cocktail? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they call it that. That's interesting though. Like it's such a specifically. Th it, oh yeah, they got they got to do the callback for anybody that yeah. doesn't remember the line ten minutes ago. Yeah. It's such a specific term though, cocktail. I, I, it's got to be from something. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Also an iconic scene from this movie. Breaking off all the, yeah. all the arrows. It's a cool look. Yeah, definitely. Um there there would also have been a lot of archers in the in the Persian army. That's also correct. Yeah. Today no Spartan dies. Good luck with that. Um <laughs> Well, it's they say like they say in Halo, Spartans never die. I think we even talked about it in the episode, right? In the Halo so. lore, Spartans are always listed as missing in action. Mm -hmm. Never, they are never reported killed. Horse charges is, is very much like that would have been part of the opening. Yeah, for sure. It's like getting overrun is bad. Yeah. So let's overrun them. Like, say you get two guys. Great. The rest of them just trample you. <laughs> I am curious about this sort of uh, wedge formation they've got going there, though, if that's anything. I can see it being helpful for kind of splitting the force, but yeah, I, I exactly. don't know. It feels also very easy to get surrounded. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of 50 50 on whether that's actually a a legit tactic or not based on the geography they're presenting in the film right to their left is a cliff and to their right is the ocean so there is no surrounding here well no i know but like with the specifically with that wedge formation yeah you just get pressed in at the wedge yeah yeah essentially yeah like so then you would have persians going beside the cliff and beside the ocean and you'd be so, in the middle of the two so like how would this fight have actually gone like I feel like it would be over by now. <laughs> I mean, it's relatively short. It would be it would be short pushes and, and retreats and and rallies. But in general, like I said, 
what what you're what you're kind of expecting to see is more like the very start of it and the very end of it yeah people um, just pushing oh, against walls of men yeah a lot of confusion a lot of a lot of kind of um just just mayhem right yeah so the the whole middle thing where they jump out and drive them off the cliff and stuff none of that but the the stuff where they're in various formations set up to uh hold a line against the persians that's that's correct how well would a phalanx formation wedge or not hold up to a cavalry charge pretty well the persians would be generally uh this guy's fake ass beard or hair i don't know which (laughs) maybe both maybe both um the agoge is the uh um the school that we talked about right send him off at eight years old yes um basically doesn't see his family until he's uh, basically grown um anyways yeah the um the phalanx will hold up pretty well in in general i think the persians were a lot of like light cavalry Mm-hmm. So we're not like, don't think like a medieval knight in like full armor, like barreling down. Think like guys in relative, like little to no armor um, with uh, long, but really thin spears on horseback mm. for the most part. So if you can, if you can dig in. Yeah. They're just riding, tell, riding onto spears if they get over your shield somehow. Yeah. Like you, you can tell a horse what to do all you want. There's a certain point where a horse is going to stop listening. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to run into that pointy thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Or they do, and problem solved. Yeah. The, like, the StarCraft player in me wants the horses to just do what I say, skewer themselves on all the uh, spears, and then the other horses to ride on top of the horses that are now protecting the living horses from the spears and then get behind them yeah not quite literally just trample over everything man this dude sucks but yeah i think your your point about uh a just i don't think that would really happen some someone would do something differently and Mm b um yeah horses probably ain't gonna do that How realistic is this, by the way? Uh, the winners just going around and putting people out of their misery. I'm I I would say probably not. In general, yeah. what they would do is allow, like they would fight for a while, and once control was taken, they might um, loot. Yeah, but I don't know if they would bother killing uh, all of the wounded. Like it it's morbid to put it this way but like killing that many people is like a lot of work yeah well that's i I remember in a lot of episodes that i've listened to and that i've been on where you talk about there's wounded counts from these battles and they're large they're large numbers so like a decent amount of people aren't killed or don't die on the battlefield whereas Mm -hmm. these people are wounded and also die on the battlefield yeah and i mean and like, if they don't make it back to be counted as wounded, how do they, how does that number end up in the record? Yeah. Well, I, I think the other thing here to consider is that, um, it's kind of from a, from a very cynical, very tactical standpoint, wounding an enemy soldier is almost better 
than killing an enemy soldier yeah in that now they have to spend resources on someone who also can't fight here he is this is not what xerxes looks like at all uh he has a he has a long beard and a funny little hat and he is not nine feet tall yeah and he doesn't have a neck that's almost the size of his head I love his voice, though. The number of like Orientalism, oh god, yeah, tropes that everything that that, that this movie plays into are just yeah, Big. like it's too easy, you know. For those of you who maybe recoil at the word Orientalism, it's an actual term where the where the slur comes from. Yeah, uh, and like it's it's the idea of just real. It's a it's a specific kind of othering. Um. Yeah, it's exotifying uh, people from basically anywhere east of of Europe. Yeah, um, it's it's they all kind of fall under or or the ways that people uh, treat cultures from from that uh, that general geographical direction are all actually very similar, which is yeah. kind of lazy. Yep, <laughs> and also it's, like harmful, but like it's good othering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, all of this whole like, you know, th- this giant golden throne, which like evokes um, uh, idol worship, right? Yeah, and yeah, for sure. You know, the the people prostrating themselves as stairs to act as, um, you know, to to demonstrate like the level of subjugation in this uh in in this uh this society where like honestly like when we talked about it a lot of persian um society does a better job of incorporating different religions and cultures into it a lot of persian society does a better job of treating uh servants and enslaved people well whereas like sparta was actually pretty bad at all this stuff yeah um yeah i think i think especially viewed through the lens of of being you know smack dab in the middle of the you know war in iraq and things like this 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 movie is is uh, i believe the word is cringe (laughs) i believe the word is cringe it it sure as shit ain't based the idea that xerxes and leonidas would have ever spoken is i mean it makes good film let's let's leave it at that yeah Oh no, he hates humor. Oh no. Free men. See, here's the funny thing. This is usually where my favorite line would go in, but instead he has this weird, you know, we will fight for our freedom thing that he says. He's got a channel uh, Braveheart. <laughs> the, line, the line that is, is usually inserted there would be that um, Leonidas would look at him and say, if. Hmm. Which is way more hardcore than what he just said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we will always stand against tyranny. Like, okay, yeah. 
I mean, that's not really what this war was about, but sure, it, it fits into this rubric, I suppose. It's going to start getting stinky. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The uh, the birds circling is also very real. Like, that's a very common um, description from battlefields. Look, look at this wall they've made. <laughs> These are the good guys. We're sympathizing with them. Look at them laugh as they rock bodies and toss them onto a pile. But, you know, earlier we were supposed to feel uh, kind of put off that the, the Persians were hitting their own guys with arrows, right? Yeah. What dark will? <laughs> Uh, these are these are the immortals. Yes, I and I love the immortals in uh, as a unit in civilization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of hyped to see them here. And I mean, this monster they brought with them, though. Yeah, no, any of the stuff that they've brought with them in this battle, not not even remotely true. There's no rhinos. There's no elephants. There's no whatever this is yeah i don't i don't know what immortals look like at all but this is sure a cinematic force that they have brought to bear so they would actually wrap their faces in cloth which is kind of interesting like it wasn't a, a metal mask but yeah they, they would wrap their faces in cloth they would be better armored than uh than the rest of the units and they would be really well trained yeah they are a very effective unit in most civilization games. They give you a very strong early edge uh, militarily. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like even note like the, the the fingernails, right? Like to make them look like yeah, kind of monstrous. Yeah. What is that double that that flying uh, double kick? That drop kick? Why would uh, you ever do that? You get stabbed by nineteen people immediately after that. Or juring. <laughs> or juring. Oh, well, th never mind. Here we go. Yeah. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. This is some Fluffy the Vampire Slayer level costuming here. Dude needs a massage. He's got <laughs> way too much tension in that neck. I know, right? <laughs> oh, look, now they look like they're, they, they have a demonic appearance. Mm -hmm. They're just dudes, guys. They're just dudes who train just like y'all. And, you know, I mean, I, I suppose from like a, a cinematic standpoint, there's an argument to be made that this is all being, uh, you know, told by the yeah. by the narrator and he's exaggerating or, you know, his experience uh, colored his perception of things, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I, I think that that 
framing device comes in so rarely that I, I don't I don't think it makes a good excuse for. Yeah, I would argue some that's of the portrayals that are there, right? On un- unethical storytelling, unethical. But this like dude is you know, huge. This is uh, Xerxes, actually, but it's his werewolf at night form. <laughs> <laughs> He's why fast, he looks like a, though. That's why he looks like a Buffy character. Oh, 100%. He's fast, though. I find that really interesting as a choice, because like usually this dude, when they bring him out, is going to be yeah. yoked, right? Like He's going to be absolutely huge. His arm's going to be as big as your torso, and he's going to be slow. Yeah. This dude's fast. I find that kind of interesting for like a a mini boss for lack of a better term yeah no that's exactly what this is i like his sword though it's a really cool design mm-hmm. well there goes his eye no i think it just gave him a cool scar like a cool oh, guy with a scar across his eye? I, I thought this was the, the character that actually has the eye issue. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's got the plume. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's Leonidas. Um, it's John, uh, speaking of eye issues. Speaking of eye issues, you want to get that looked at right away. Eye for an eye. The... Um, the Spartan? Okay, that's not how that works. No. Nope. It's really hard to get through a spine. Yep. Um, the Spartan swords are pretty good, actually. Uh, they're a little stylized, but that's essentially the type of weapon they'd be using. I have yeah. no idea about the the Persian weapons, whether there's, a, there's any sort of realism there. But like, I do feel like they look too much like Katana to be accurate. I'd be surprised if that's how persian swords looked i I really don't think so they're definitely going for a ninja vibe here Mm -hmm. like they literally look like ninjas wearing samurai masks (laughs) made of of chrome yeah which is where you get into those those issues that i was mentioning before of orientalism right where it's kind of like oh you know japan persia what's the difference yeah they're to the east they're the same to the east mysterious places they are not us Therefore, mm-hmm. we get to kill them. Yo, that's some Batman stuff right there. Yeah. Confusing you should have pressed. Cape and... You should have pressed. You should have pressed B. You would have done the capes done. Then they drop a flashbang and run away. Yeah. That over-the-top stab actually isn't too bad. That yeah, is well, sort because of how you... in a phalanx formation, you'd have someone's shield covering your you're not you wouldn't even be exposed but like you you would have someone covering your now opened armor Mm -hmm. yeah he he would not be hanging out there all all angry i mean again xerxes was a really angry dude but he would have been seeing this battle if he saw it at all from very very far away in absolutely no danger The subtitle just said men hooting. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) 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 
Oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, see, he's got a cool guy scar now. Yep. Hard rock music playing. I forgot about the electric guitars. That's a choice. God, what? now we got like antelope skulls. It's just straight up an Asian dude. Uh-huh. Like, what is this? I, I... I have no idea. Where are rhinoceros native to? Africa, I'm assuming? Yep. Did uh, the Persian Empire dip? Like, meaningfully into, into Africa? Into Egypt, yes. Yeah, but like, that's, um, that's barely, I, barely in at all. I don't think too much further than that. And like, like this is the problem with this whole like grab bag approach, right? Like those shields were very like uh, reminiscent of like Zulu warriors. I was going to say that looked like Zulu, but there's these like pale white people wielding them. Yeah. And, and sometimes Zulu warriors, uh, I, I better get this right. Maybe it's not, but uh, I think it's Zulu warriors would occasionally paint themselves with clay. Mm. for that like whitish color but again like I, I could be wrong maybe it wasn't zulu and obviously wizards. um yeah we got wizards now and obviously uh the persian empire never extended into you know what what is now south africa so yeah yeah there's no gunpowder at this battle like i've always found this a weird trope in fantasy ish or history ish stuff where it's like gunpowder way too early presented as as magic yeah it's bizarre they did make a point of calling out here in the dialogue oh good uh that the spartans are facing a hundred nations of the persian empire or something like that to cover up the fact that they're just having a menagerie of <laughs> I, I mean, don't know the, the number isn't what? super i forgot about this oh no the number isn't super exaggerated oh i'm sure um but you know again a lot of these nations are very uh small and like localized in um you know the fertile crescent essentially like what is like we're in full in diablo territory now that's literally a diablo enemy that i've killed before Mm. such cinematography it's just yeah we have full on jumped the uh, elephant at this point (laughs) it seems like all of these number one that that is not how big elephants are and if they were this is not how it would go that elephant would just be like fuck you (laughs) yeah I'm out of here yeah you whip them into like I I've seen reenactments of elephant charges you don't want to be in front of one of those they just kind of go straight who knows how accurate that is but that's what the internet will have you believe well and i mean realistically if anything if they did have elephants which they didn't but if they did it would have been uh indian elephants which are significantly smaller Mm mm-hmm 
I don't know. It feels like every time they bring out some big bad, it's just doing more damage to their side than than to the to the Spartans. But I, I suppose that's the point is, you know, look at all these Persians are very incompetent about all this stuff. Every time, like, they show wide shots of the Spartans and you realize they're basically naked, I'm just like, oh, I don't like this. This is stupid. It's okay. Like, they the, got a cape. The action is cool, right? Like, the, yeah. these are some cool sequences, but, like, I'm just so taken out of it by the fact that they are just naked and none of the Persian uh, forces have landed even a single slash on their yeah. body. They're just extremely vulnerable. Like you don't, you, you can't expect to go like no hits in a battle like this. Like it's very physical. And like a battle like this wouldn't look like this either, right? Like, no, 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 not at they'd all. They'd still be all mashed up. He's going to get a spear through the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this I, shot, it, this is one of the most telegraphed deaths I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> oh, he gets, it's so he, long. Decapitated instead. Oh, thank God he can still flex after death. Sorry, Fastbender, your buddy's dead. That's the thing with Spartans. They either completely die or they don't get hit. I mean, when you have no armor, that's essentially right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the ratio is probably inverted here. <laughs> Of <laughs> alive to dead, but yeah. Oh no, he breaks rank. What an insane <laughs> thing to do! Yeah, in the middle of this fight where everyone has broken rank. They need to look to Odin. He he died a warrior's death. Sure. I mean, now I will you, say now you now you, <laughs> now you uh, phalanx up when there's no I, I will one say left. that it's hard to scream like that convincingly. He did a half decent job. Yeah. Oh, great. Goat man. Some like sort of satanic imagery going on. Yeah, here. That's, cool. it's Baphomet. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What? We have an armless. Femboy. I so don't like this. Bobbles jingling. That was the sub the subtitle there. Yeah, I mean Xerxes would not distinguish between Greek gods and his own. Like, that's mm. not really a part of, of Persian culture. Like, they're very... Uh, the word that gets used sometimes is cosmopolitan, which I, I don't know if it quite uh, captures what we're going for here, but um, really similar to, like, the Mongolians, right? Where they're kind of like, yeah, the more the merrier sort of thing. Mm. Like it's sort Xerxes, of like modern Hinduism in that way. 
Where they're just more Almost. than happy to fold in any god. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. It's it's more it's more a matter of like um not really caring who you decide to devote yourself to as long as you pay your taxes. Mm, I see. You know what I mean? What is this walk? I don't know. He looks like he's he looks like he's holding like a cape, but he's yeah. essentially naked, so maybe he was supposed to have a CG'd cape. <laughs> I got cut. <laughs> it is entirely possible. All he wants is to belong. Just imagine them giving him like a like a little like postman's uniform. It's like <laughs> you need to be more specific, dude. We got genie rules going on here. What? You really do have this obsession with old-timey fealty kneeling before the whatever. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much of that is rooted in historical fact, but we sure do ham it up. Yeah, I'm not sure necessarily how big of a deal it is in western culture specifically i can tell you though that one of the biggest hang-ups for um sort of early contact between europe and china was the expectation of bowing which mm. people were very unwilling to do um like i'm, I'm sure you've heard the, the term before but it comes from this uh, they called it the kowtow um, when you're in front of, uh, the, the Chinese emperor or any of his, uh, representatives, you're, you're expected to like fully prostrate yourself. Mm. And a lot of European, uh, uh, you know, diplomats and the like had a big problem with doing so. Um, so I, I don't know. And again, that, that kind of plays into this whole, orientalism bend in my opinion but i, I have no idea how much of a, a, a thing it is in like government stuff in the west it's much more like a, a, a or it, it's certainly a religious thing um yeah I, i'm not sure I, I don't know how much of that's been colored by uh you know much later connotations mm. He winced before she even started <laughs> swinging. This guy sucks. Yeah. 
no matter how much of the council you own, if you straight up murder a queen, it's not going to go well for you. I, I don't. Yeah, this, this dynamic is really, really strange. Hmm, we're about to get skeezy. Like, again, this would just be completely unnecessary. As soon as the festival is over, the entire army's going anyways. Yeah. Ah, oh, just some good old-fashioned assault. Everyone loves coerced sex. Blackmailing. The message this sends is, it is noble to be assaulted for your man. Yeah, this sucks. And it's just, like, not okay. Don't... Don't do this, people. Don't be the guy. Don't play into the script that they're having you learn. It's bullshit. This reminds... This uh, line here. That has stuck <laughs> in my head rent-free for it's 14 good. years. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's the one thing other than like this is Sparta that I always remember from this movie is the gods saw fit to fit to something with the spare to give me a spare. Whatever it is. The idea just always there in my head. Yeah. So, in reality, they did know about the goat path, and it was specifically a goat path. Mm. Um, but they also set uh, about a thousand people to defend it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not it's not nearly as big a surprise as they're kind of making it out to be. Where it's yeah. like, uh oh, they found it. Game over. Yeah, this movie's super unfair to the Athenians. Um, the Athenians are like they also killed the, their messenger. Like they act like the Spartans were the only one that did that. Um, there's there's various soldiers from various uh, city states that are fighting this battle, and you know, in particular alongside the Spartans. Um, Leonidas is know. calling this guy an Arcadian. Is that something separate than Athenian? Uh, Arcadia is like a, a region of Greece. Mm. Um, I think it's the region north of Athens. I can't remember though. I'm, I might be wrong on that one. Jakitos. Pops can tell you a story. That is actually Spartan law.
one of the things that we talked about in the episode that I find like really undercuts this whole movie <laughs> is the fact that, uh, you know, not only do they lose this, um, but also some of the worst stuff of the war comes after this in which, you know, Athens is besieged and destroyed. Yeah. Um, and even after that, once they win uh, the Persian War, in, in terms of like maintaining freedom, essentially it, it turns uh, Athens into uh, the leader of a tyrannical empire. So it's it's just it's I, I find it such a strange framing. It just it, it also has very like the Crucible vibes of like this is about Spartan uh, yeah. Sparta, but like but is it is it maybe also about our modern times? Yeah. Uh, Remember, hate your enemies. I feel like I want to like write an essay about like the incredibly problematic messages of this film now. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the Spartans are a really hard group to make sympathetic, right? Yeah. It's it's a weird it's a weird line to try and walk. Mm-hmm. so much verve <laughs> so the idea here is by spartan law they can't retreat so they might as well buy as much time as they can stalling them at the hot gates yeah i mean keep in mind that like retreat has kind of a loose yeah you, you can't retreat you could reposition yeah. um you know Just like, reposition like back that. to sparta <laughs> yeah so i mean as we talked about i think there's there's two sort of main interpretations of this uh one being that um you know there's the there's the prophecy saying that a king has to def has to uh die for sparta to survive yeah and that he's keeping that in mind when making this decision to stand and fight uh, the other uh, school of thought is by staying and fighting, you're going to gain enough time mm -hmm. for the rest of the allies fighting here at Thermopylae to retreat safely. Whereas if all of you retreated at the same time, there's a good chance you'd all be overrun by the Persians. Yeah. So just just buying time on the retreat. And again, I, I think it's one of those things where people try to find like a very like one or the other answer. And I don't think it necessarily has to. Like both of those things can be true in this particular situation. Yeah, it's right? like there are, there are many merits to this decision. Here they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's very easy to imagine somebody in a position of going, you know, I, here's the here's the. Oh, here okay. we go. Another classic line from the movie. Yeah, I believe that one's also uh, from the classic sources. 
Um, but anyways, it's very easy to imagine somebody in a situation of realizing the tactical situation and yeah. thinking to themselves, this is what the Oracle meant by what they said. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it, 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 it's, it's really easy to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She also, she already got that Cersei look going, eh? Yeah. She plays the rebellious queen sort of thing quite well. As an unnamed Spartan woman. <laughs> this character that literally assaulted her. Mm -hmm. Just... I believe he's about to double down on his assholishness. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not sure that their forum really had necessarily a ton of political power. I do find it strange, though, that the other king just doesn't play into this story at all. I guess because there isn't really a good fit for him. Oh, yeah, right. Sparta had two kings or something, right? Yeah, they always had two kings. But I think that's the problem, right? Because the other yeah. king is basically waiting for the the festival to be over so that they can send all their armies. Like yeah. it's not like none of this uh none of this queen conflict uh like it's entirely manufactured. Yeah. Here we go. Absolute scum. Yeah, the idea that there'd be any room for, like, anti-war sentiment in Sparta yeah. is yeah. is kind of laughable. Like, there is not there is not a faction here being like we're drawn into an unnecessary. Like, everybody has a very good sense of just how dangerous 
uh, Persia is to the Greek world. Hell yeah. At least there's some justice. Despite this being like... Like, this is your... So irresponsible. Like, this is manufactured in the first place. This isn't historically relevant. So they're just throwing in an assault of a woman as a plot device. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I guarantee you that no women were consulted in the the writing of this character or script. Ugh. Ugh. Those arrowheads look super cool, but also they would never go to the trouble to make something that complicated for an arrowhead. Like manufacturing so many of those would be absurd. Actually, FELT's hat is pretty close to what Xerxes would have been wearing. Like, in real life. He looks so sulky. I love how long this scene is, as if we're like, oh no. Like, is he gonna surrender? They really have to milk it so that you, like, consider for half a second. Maybe. Oh, but, but half a second is one thing. Yeah. I remember how long this sequence is gonna take. It's a lot longer than half a second. No, no, I mean, like, the longer it goes on, the more time you have to to have that one half second of doubt. Mm, I see what you're saying. Yep. I do think it's a significantly... It's one of the most difficult lines to ride, though, when it comes to movies based on history. Yeah, where you already um, know how it's going to go. Well, yeah, essentially, especially like the broader the like the broader the plot point, yeah. um, the more likely or, or the, the harder it is to get an audience to believe that this is actually a point of tension. Like, I don't know if you're making if you're making a movie about, uh, 
I don't know, the, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, you can have a plot point where you're not sure if, like, one specific character is going yeah. to do something or another. You can't have one of your plot points be, are they going to lose, the, you know, is the U.S. going to lose the Cuban Missile Crisis? Yeah. Like, that's just not, you know what I mean? And, and that's that's the issue I have with this one, I think, from a from a movie making standpoint. Yeah. It's like he's he's not he's not going to, though. It's fine. This looks like a 3D movie. Remember when 3D movies first started and they'd have scenes exactly like that? Yeah. Just so things would pop out of the screen. I remember watching Avatar. See, Avatar did a great job. It was all those upcycled ones within about two years of Avatar. Yeah. It'd be really dark and there would absolutely be a scene where something pops out of the screen and goes, whoa. Like it didn't actually make that noise, but you know exactly what I mean. That cod piece. For a second, I thought his scar was supposed to be like a tear running down his face. I mean, that's probably intentional. The regret of battle. The sadness of defeat. They would both be so dead right now. Did <laughs> you see just, how many archers? It's it's more just there's so many scenes in this movie where people people jump like 20 feet. That just seems so anticlimactic. Why go to all the trouble to like set him up as a step? Yep. If he got like three feet of air. Yep. Very good shot. Yeah. Even a god king can bleed. That's another thing that's really weird about this movie. Like, I, if from, from, again, this is one I might be wrong on. I'm like 99% sure, though, that like that whole framing of the, of the Persian king as, as a god king is not historically accurate. Mm. Like, if we want to talk Egypt, absolutely. If you want to talk Roman Empire, I was going to say Rome, the Romans did it mm -hmm. a couple years from now. Yeah, and but like that doesn't again that doesn't fit the doesn't fit the dichotomy that we have set up for this movie, right? Yeah.
Yep, that's true. That's something they believed about themselves. No way his teeth would be that white. <laughs> or that straight. <laughs> oh. Zero out of ten. Dentistry, completely inaccurate. <laughs> That's really what uh, the last straw. I wonder if that was in the graphic novel or if that's a reaction to like the Boromir death scene in Fellowship. Oh, yeah. It's really hard to stand after you've been hit by a couple arrows. Sure is. I do like that they tried as hard as they could to give him the stupid Spartan hair. Yeah. Without making it look too stupid. Yeah. And like, I'm glad that they failed on the side of it looks stupid. Me too. Yeah. Excellent shot. Extremely yep. good. 10 out of 10. Right here. Amazing. What a way to, what a way to go. I do wonder about the guys who are all like 50 feet to one side or the other, though. <laughs> They're all dead already. No, no, no. I mean that we're shooting arrows to one side or the other that far. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, is it just for the drama of it or? It's in case he runs. You got a blanket in area. <laughs> Probably. I have a question for you. Why are they meeting in a wheat field? Yeah, they were they were totally a, a grain harvesting culture, weren't they? Oh no, they hundred percent were. Um, never mind. I thought he was. I thought this was like a thing. I thought that was going to be Leonidas, like after he was dead. Uh -oh. um, the uh, Greek conception of a of a of a good afterlife, like if you actually. Uh, were, a, were a good person, a uh, place called Elysium, mm -hmm. was conceived of as having these these huge uh, fields of golden grain. Like, it's very much like a Greek afterlife. Like, like this, this might as well be like fluffy white clouds and a, and a golden gate kind of thing. Yeah. Old, old guy in a beard with a long beard and a white robe. Yeah, 100%. Which like now, because I again, I was thinking that was going to be Leonidas for some reason. Now that it's like not, I'm, I'm confused about that choice whether or not that was intentional. Well, um, the whole movie is golden, so you know. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> just happened no, to be in a wheat field. <laughs> it's one of those ones where it's like this is really good symbolism. Did you actually intend to do that? Because yeah. um, the answer might be no. <laughs> Oh, 
so this kid will go on to be king of sparta again uh, eventually um mm-hmm. or one of them but it's also going to be a very long time of uh regents serving in his place that's going to cause massive problems for sparta yeah i mean anytime you have a regent controlling a nation it uh doesn't seem to go great in history no it's usually not too good I mean, it also doesn't go good for the non-regents a lot of the time, but, you know. <laughs> History rarely goes well for anybody, man. It's not, it's just not a good time, like, overall. Yeah. One of the worst things about this framing device, and there are many bad things about this framing device, one of the worst things about this framing device, though, is the fact that this dude oh, was told Jesus. to go home. He's Jesus. Oh, yeah, it is a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the idea that Leonidas told him to like go home and tell our story kind of thing and that everybody's listening to him and like he's accepted. That's not that's not right. Yeah, it's like uh, you are not. Dead. You yeah. should be dead. Yeah. Let's that, make him that, dead. <laughs> that poem is a is one version of the uh, epitaph that was posted at the at the hot gates. By the way, mm. uh, but anyways, yeah, th- this this he's kind of an amalgam of two different people who survived uh, this conflict, both of whom were basically uh, shunned. And right here, he's hyping every everybody up for the battle at Plataea, right? Yeah. Um the I believe both of them uh died at platea but like in very dishonorable ways it was like go there and uh get yourselves killed by the persians because that's what should have happened to you in the first place yeah bar 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 <laughs> Yeah, that number's probably about right. Do you? <laughs> you sure about that? I feel like there's enough uh, missteps in there that I'm not sure we can draw a very direct line. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The, the bold double zoom at the end. I liked the push-ins. That was cool. Um, anyways, that's 300 for you. Yeah. A lot of stuff I didn't remember. There's, Watching movies from more than 10 years ago is always going to be rife with like, God, our culture, our culture has changed significantly. We're like, 
your reactions to things are going to hit differently, but like all in all, the action was entertaining. The story was ridiculous and the historical inaccuracies were as wild as ever. Well, I think, yeah, I think the problem with this movie, if there is one, is that there basically isn't a story. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like there, there's, there's the 300, dollars, <laughs> 300 guys, uh, you know, bought the rest of Greece a minute or two. Yeah, there's like half an hour of story here and the rest is just style yeah. or completely made up. Um, but that's fine. Honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought uh, that I thought it would be. Um, usually when stuff is wrong, it was wrong for style reasons, yeah. I think. Uh, and I think that's okay. I, I honestly do think that's a valid um, choice to make in... A movie about historical uh uh settings sure um i i think if you're gonna do that you need to lean into it a little bit yeah which this movie obviously does um but i i think if i think if that's the choice that you're making i think that there's a need to telegraph to the audience like this is like we are not trying to be right here we are trying to look good yeah and i i, I think this this movie succeeds in that yeah, I could have done without all of the like blatant prejudicial stereotyping or the yeah. the 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 B plot involving an assault uh just as a narrative device. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that one. Yeah, this is this has got very like tell me you made a movie uh, in the early 2000s without actually telling me it was made in the 2000s vibe, yeah, right? Exactly. Like it's, um, I don't know. Everything at that point in time got real weird. If, if, if you didn't, if, if, if you're too young to remember that particular period for whatever reason, it's sort of shocking. We all sort of lost our minds for a little while. Yeah. Well, like super bad came out around this time, right? If you rewatched that in like modern I'm times, so scared to rewatch that movie. Oh goodness. I'm I I remember enjoying it when I came out and I am not ready to confront what that might mean about me. <laughs> yeah, we've all we've all done some growing. Yeah. And like there's there's this concept that I've I've heard about in uh oh gosh, I don't remember the 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 field of study, community psychology. Um okay. it's basically the idea of being Oh, I don't like that. They have in the credits transsexual Asian number one, two, oh. and then transsexual Arabian oh. number three. Come on, not even this movie trying. Isn't that long ago? Yeah. Anyways, Oof. as I was saying, is it's okay to like things that are problematic. What oh, you can't sure. do is excuse the problematic things. You have to look at them head on, critically, and more or less demand better going forward. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the older thing. Like, obviously that has its limits. Some things. And I suspect like, in your specific example of super bad, uh, it might be beyond mine. Yeah, no, I, I don't really appreciate super bad anymore, but, um, you know, fight club has some questionable stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, that's still a movie I enjoy watching. Uh, mm -hmm. I do not think that 
I didn't ever think that Tyler Durden was someone to be admired so much as he's like the poster boy for toxic masculinity driving you crazy. Like that's yeah. what I got out of that film. But I guess a lot of people saw Tyler Durden like, oh, I want to be him. Yeah, that guy's cool. Um, yeah, well, I mean, bringing and bringing that back, that idea back around to three hundred. I don't. I, I I was more okay with this movie than I was expecting to be. To yeah, be honest same. with you, I I yeah, it's 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 aged and it's showing its age a little bit. At the same time, I I would watch it again. Uh, am I going to put it on next week? No, no. But um, if like some reason comes up where it's like somewhat sure like the thing to do i'm not gonna say no uh, yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't shut somebody down who wanted to watch it let's yeah. put it that way i would just be like no, just, was... just be warned i'm gonna point out all the, the terrible shit they do yeah well and again it's it's th- that's that's watching any movie basically yeah. ever is is something that you need to kind of keep an eye out for um in terms of yeah in terms of historical accuracy we knew what we were getting into when we started this up yes this was um, this this was a like I we were grinning give... we were we grinned about the idea the first time it, it was tossed yeah. around so it was like oh this yeah. is gonna be a shit show i am so into this yeah 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 i tried to do what i could to present like useful information through the lens of this movie it, it was a struggle Let's be uh, just honest. because of what it was this was but, an excuse for you and i to hang out and watch a movie that is fun to laugh at has well, some yeah. cool pretty shots and ostensibly is tangentially related to your podcast <laughs> yeah 100 100 percent. yeah and i'll we'll, we'll post this and i'm i'm sure some people will listen i'm sure a lot of people won't <laughs> uh and that's fine i don't really care um but you know in general i had a good time i can think of probably about 10 movies off the top of my head that would also be fun to do uh in sort of a similar uh in sort of a similar fashion with you at some point the the one i thought of was i think it was just called troy with brad pitt yeah i I would love to do I did not I like that movie. I love to do Troy. Oh, man, that would be so much fun. There I was this weird era right around this time where there were a lot of historical epics, and a lot of them were very bad. Yes, Troy was not a good film. It was a long, not good film. Yeah. Well, and there were... And, and it doesn't just have to be, you know, ancient stuff either. There's, you know, for example, The Last Samurai comes to mind. Uh, 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 I know. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> The Last Samurai comes to mind. Um, Adam, why? <laughs> Marie Antoinette comes to mind. Um, uh, what? I've never seen it. Oh, you know what? I actually really like it. Um, and it's for a similar reason to this one, which is that it communicates very early on that this is about style, not about substance. And yeah. uh, they lean into it. Uh, and it's actually not too bad when it comes to the actual history of it. Um well, you just paused the movie and Troy came up as a recommendation, as did Braveheart. Um, Gods of Egypt? Beowulf? I have no idea what that is. Oh my god, I forgot they made a Beowulf movie. Yeah, me too. Anyways, that was a lot of fun. I, I'm glad we did this. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to hear what, what people think of it, but um, yeah, not as bad as I thought. Oh, and we're, we're missing the elephant in the room here too, which is that they made a second 300 movie and I have no idea what it's about. Yeah, I, it exists. So that one would be a blind watch, mm-hmm. which could be a good time. 
I mean, if you want to do it, I'm not going to say no. I'm also we're, not going to be like hounding you like, hey, when are we going to do 301? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might have to do it at some point. It's yeah. not going to be tomorrow, but we might have to do it at some point. We'll, we'll see what the reaction is to this episode and if there's a demand. Yeah. Yeah. And then I will begrudgingly accept. <laughs> you and I have spent way more time doing way worse things. Oh yeah. We've we've, spent, we've wasted so much more time than doing that. We've we've wasted more time watching movies and being like critical and analytical of them <laughs> than mm-hmm. than, you know, just shit talking over three hundred and one. It's not called that. It's uh Rise of an Empire, I believe. It's actually Yeah, I think it's up in your your it's, related titles. I yeah, don't think it's it's not on, on Netflix, but it, it exists. Yeah, there's there's ways of finding that. I'm yeah. not worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a good time. Thanks for coming on.